Welcome back to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. This is your host, Connor McCabe. Uh, and if you've never listened to the Call Me By Your Game podcast before, this is a show where I bring on a friend to talk about a video game that is special to them. And we talk about not only what makes the game great and what they love about it, as much as my guests' experience and what made that playing for the first time special for them um we also a little bit of housekeeping up top uh if you are listening to the show for the first time you'll know that we have a video portion occasionally we haven't been able to record the last few uh with uh covid19 making it tough to be in places with people but for this episode we actually have a video portion uh, thanks to our special guest recording on his twitch stream so please check that out as well at the call me by your game com website you can see a lot uh, more content there including this actual the podcast you can learn about the show um, but also check out the video portion uh, and if you uh, have any questions any suggestions anything you're looking to contact us about hit us up at call me by your game podcast at gmail.com and if you're looking to the support the show you like the show and you're wondering how you could help it um we're looking to grow we always want more people to listen to us so that's our main goal with the show so you could do a couple things you could share this with someone who loves video games or even loves a specific game on an episode we do or you can also rate and review us in the apple podcast store that helps immensely we have a handful of ratings and reviews in there uh and it's lovely to hear from people let us know something you're loving and leave us a review it is very uh takes up very little time that's all the housekeeping we're done with the chores we're gonna break out the snacks and have some fun uh so this show would not be anything if it weren't for me having a guest join me on the show so i'm gonna go ahead and finally welcome my guest who's been silent this whole time please give a warm welcome to michael mccaller hey dude i didn't know there were snacks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, I left you some snacks six months ago in at your apartment in anticipation oh. for not seeing you. So, oh, that's we're that gonna smell. go ahead. Yes, we're gonna go ahead and take a five minute break. You're gonna go ahead and find the rotted food that I left there. <laughs> I could have left something like Doritos, but I didn't. <laughs> so sorry, buddy. Specifically perishable snacks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and also, I don't know how it took this long for it to decompose but <laughs> welcome on the show mikey thanks for being here thank you so much for having me i'm very excited uh it's so good to have you here uh it's been uh the writing's been on the wall it's a long time coming <laughs> uh, if you're a listener out there you're not familiar with mr michael mcculler uh mikey is a writer streamer an absolute blessing from above aka from minnesota living in los angeles uh and if you're uh, friends with me or you listen to uh you listen to the other show video games a comedy show you'll also be familiar with him because he's on that show a bunch all the time feels like uh is there anything else that you would like to let us know about yourself uh i'm very strong like physically like i can lift a lot of weight and it's just like impressive to see me do it this is true this is true if if only we had remembered to sh- we met, we said we were going to do that on the video portion but right. i forgot the weightlifting portion of the show yeah i can imagine you lifting weights does that count yeah that's okay. that's gonna do it sick <laughs> i love it um all right so before we get into i didn't tell you we were gonna do this but it's you've listened to the show you know that this part will is part of it but i want to know before we get into the game that you chose which is resident evil 2 mm-hmm. uh, the original version um let us know about like your history with video games. I actually don't know or remember how you got into them. Tell us about your journey leading up to this point. Sure. Or lay it on us, buddy. I remember um, in like the 
early it must have been 91 or 92 my family collectively got an nes for christmas oh and i was like i didn't understand it i was like what is this i can tell that this is supposed to be cool but i don't quite understand and it was actually <laughs> my mom who played a lot of uh super mario brothers the first like week we had it and at some point it clicked over and i started playing it but Aww. It, the reason I can remember it was 91 or 92. It must have been 92 because our next door neighbors already had the just launched Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And so it was very soon, you know, they had uh, two daughters that were me and my sister's age. So we were good friends and we played together all the time. And I always just wanted to go over to their house and play Super Nintendo. So it very quickly got burned in my head that NES sucked and there's always a better <laughs> system out there. <laughs> You were already uh, knew that there was something greater out there really for you, did. my friend. And to the point where, like, I don't like any NES games now. Like, none of them <laughs> stick with me. I think they're all trash. I would throw them all in a volcano if I could. Like, every NES game, I'm just like, this is either better on Super Nintendo or it sucks. It is unfortunate. And don't get me wrong. I don't feel the same way as you do. I still do <laughs> love some NES games. You don't want to upset but- the NES heads out there. Don't Don't worry. Yeah, no, I do have, or it, it's, everyone knows that my fan base is 90% NES only <laughs> players, uh, which is, we haven't done a single NES game, so they're probably waiting for it. Um, but that, I mean, that is, that is an unfortunate thing about having, specifically going from NES to SNES, because NES was like competent games that were fun, but the SNES basically polished everything that was on that system and made it so much better. I also think it's just like a timing thing. Like I've kind of worked backwards mentally to know that like if I didn't fall in love with Mario 64 when I did, I would probably like kids who are playing video games today think about Mario 64 the way I think about Super Mario Brothers. Where I'm just like, true. Oh, well, why can't I just throw my hat and be this Goomba? What are you talking about? Yeah. It just oh, like it, gosh. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, hold up in the same way that it would if you weren't there to love it and to see it like open these new worlds for you. Mm-hmm. So that I, being I get the case, it. this is a me thing. This is not an NES thing. You know what? Although you say that right now, and I'm realizing this is the moment where I become an old man angry at the youth. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> if I just imagining someone talk that way and not appreciate Super Mario sixty four <laughs> does physically hurt me. Really. Yeah, I always have oh. this with like I always think about it like with the Beatles. There aren't a ton of Beatles songs that resonate with me, especially like early Beatles. I'm like mm-hmm. this this shit sucks. But it's like I understand that that was only powerful because it was new at the time. It was something we hadn't totally. had. And if you don't have that experience, you're missing out on half of it. Like Mario sixty four is uh, like so oh. much of that experience is how new it was. Yes, it's true. It it yeah. Oh, speaking of, we did an episode on that game. <laughs> uh-huh. um, that's cool. So you had, so you, you, your neighbors had an SNES. What happened after this point? Uh, I went through a lot of like the then Funko Land, now GameStop. I think Funko oh, Land was yeah. one of the stores that like became part of that GameStop, uh, Pac-Man like devouring of other mm-hmm. <laughs> video game chains. <laughs> But I remember doing a lot of Funko Land runs and trading in video games and working and working and working till I could just cross the threshold of now I can afford an SNES. And I always felt like I was one system behind. I feel like I got my SNES pretty close to when the N64 was coming out. 
if okay, not yeah. was already out. And so then I just lusted after the Nintendo 64 for that long. <laughs> and because the Nintendo 64 was part of the PlayStation generation and Resident Evil was had entered my life by that point, there was a lot of... I feel like I might have done this two or three times. No, that's not fair. I definitely got a Nintendo 64 for Christmas, maybe a year or two after it was out. Ooh. Had that for a while, traded it in to get a PlayStation and Resident Evil 2. <gasps> oh, wow. What a moment. And that's a that, moment. It was. And then I finally had it. Because for so long, I was playing Resident Evil 2 at friend's house, at a specific friend's house, who I'm sure will come up tons of times as we talk about this game. Yeah. Um, but then at some point, I got another Nintendo 64 for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> another Christmas? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh-huh. That was pretty good. Ugh. And then... Um, since then, I have more or less, like within a year of launch, gotten a system. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I never would get both the PlayStation and the Xbox, but I'd have one or the other. Sure. Uh, and I'd kind of pick my console and run with it. I've been choosing Xbox the last few years just because Halo got into me pretty early. And yep. That was what a i would say halo has been a net negative for me in video gaming <laughs> just because it's it's led me now uh two generations to pick xbox 360 over playstation 3 and now xbox one over playstation 4 and i've regretted both of those choices yep Ugh. Here's it happens thing. i'm not doing it again i'm getting a playstation 5 i'm not doing this xbox garbage anymore it's you're unfortunately going to be that person who it, it you've you, it the success follows the other console that you choose. <laughs> yep, because you famously, as we all know, as as listeners of the show know, of a video games a comedy show that you are the you are our one Xbox yeah, one owner. I'm, I'm the Xbox correspondent. You yes, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> I love it. So you so sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted you. No, I I um I think that my video gaming. Uh, situation has always been kind of even to this day sort of about like I, I sort of like the fun wheeling and dealing of going to GameStop and trading in and getting the new thing and Ooh. Uh, I'm I'm sad GameStop is I'm not sad GameStop is a horrible company I worked for GameStop for a long time mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever told you that um, you'd have and so I'm I'm going to be glad when it's gone because it's run by evil men, but I'm going to be sad when it's gone because I guess I'm just going to have to trade things in at Amazon or something. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Oh, I'm going to see, see you just as an old man feebly <laughs> trying to like deal with the corp, like the even more evil version of corporation than Amazon is. <laughs> yeah, it did, like it's try- not going to get better. It's just going to be like, no, no, no. Me and GameStop are going to end up like uh, Goku and Vegeta. Like, we were once enemies, but now we must ally against Jeff Bezos. (laughs) That is the best metaphor I've ever heard in my entire life. Good. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Uh, and here you are today, like you're you're an Xbox One person, but you also you're fully on the Nintendo Switch. I yes, that's true. I mean, I've got a Nintendo Switch. As I'm looking around, I've got a bunch of them, classic consoles. I've got a, a Nintendo Wii sitting here. 
I'm probably going to buy a PlayStation 4 before this COVID-19 situation clears up. I'm just going to do it one day. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll be really drunk on Amazon and it'll be like the Spider-Man bundle. I'll just be like, fuck it. <laughs> and then feel scared for a long time. But right. it's going to happen. <laughs> Good. I mean, we, we, uh, I say we as I barely owned a PlayStation for a year, but <laughs> PS4, but we would humble, uh, very excitedly welcome you. Oh, great. That would be wonderful. And how great would it be to play video games online together? Huh. Oh, so, so Can you good. Imagine? Well, we've, we've been able to, I mean, of course, this being, I think we're like, uh, maybe now 10 days at, into the animal the rain we'll call sure, it the animal crossing sure. your horizons and we visited you kind of might you came to my island yesterday right yeah i've stopped That's by fun. i grabbed some fruit sold some peaches dude animal crossing is incredible it really is i can't believe i'm so happy that it's captured so many people too that i yeah. didn't expect well i mean i feel like this is going to be a historic game like this will be mentioned this game will be mentioned as we talk about the like worldwide ramifications of a global pandemic like it is such a like perfect storm for that game that hopeful adorable little game to come out at this dark time when we're not allowed to see our friends yes it's incredible i think so i mean whoever the future guest is in uh 2030 when i'm doing this show uh when who who know when billy eilish comes on my show billy eilish is gonna be like what a choice animal i, I don't i can't believe that's the first choice i picked but billy eilish also is gonna still be relevant at that time is gonna talk about animal crossing and how it got her through COVID. Now, do you have a, a, a time limit before a game becomes eligible for this show? Like, I know Retronaut says, like, 10 years and then something's retro and we can talk about it on the show. Ooh. Um, no, I don't have any sort of criteria for that. In fact, uh, like, Heather Woodward, who did the who came on for the Super Mario RPG episode, was mm-hmm. very, very, very tempted to do Breath of the Wild, which is famously, like, three years old. Mm-hmm. Um and that was would have been fair. Honestly, anything is fair game as long as someone is willing to like talk about their experience with it and like what made that special. I guess because because I was gonna pitch you. I don't know. Uh, this is maybe behind the scenes, but I was gonna pitch you on doing both versions of Resident Evil for this show. But I was like, it seems to be more of a classical. Uh, podcast it feels like there are like older games that people have like had time to build up this love for so i kind of just shied away from it you know first off thank you for respecting the show uh (laughs) and and this is a fun segment is when we pitch segments on the show we did that with heather literally (laughs) Um, but no that that would actually be really fun to do especially having you talk about both of the versions of this game yeah no, so I mean, very. I, I, I think it'll come up. It came up in the video portion a bunch anyway. Just like, oh yeah, kind of like there are a ton of things I didn't realize about Resident Evil Two until I played it in the remake and saw how they were articulating it. Yes. Oh yeah. Sometimes you need well, a little sweet- uh, a little light to throw a shadow into relief. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness! I needed to hear that in this time in our world. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I didn't uh, well, mean it about sweet. the thing you were talking about. I meant it about Resident Evil. <laughs> Oh, I no, I knew what you meant. Okay, I did good. know what you mean. <laughs> See, it's I'm so used to doing these episodes in person. It's definitely like I mean, there's I haven't had like anything get lost in the shuffle, but uh-huh. it is there are moments where you're like, well, I think we're talking about the same thing. 
<laughs> I just didn't so, want to accidentally give you hope. You're you're right to be downtrodden right now. I feel uh, like that's the emotional hey, truth of this of these times. Thank you. Thank you for leveling my expectations. <laughs> um well, perfect. Was there anything else you wanted to share about like your video game journey up until now before we move on? Ooh, no, I don't think so. Okay, great. Well, um as we've discussed, even we discussed we even discussed it in your personal video game history portion, but we're going to go ahead and jump into the game history and context for Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. So, I'll just start sharing. Truly, feel free to interrupt at any point or okay. wait for me. It's whatever you want to do. So, um, for those of you out there who aren't familiar with the game, Resident Evil 2 is a survival horror game developed and published by Capcom for the PlayStation in 1998. Um, it's actually the second game in the Resident Evil series and was rejected, excuse me, directed by Hideki Kayima and produced by the game's first director, Shinji Mikami. Uh, it received critical acclaim and was especially praised for its atmosphere, graphic sound, and overall gameplay. Uh, it was considered to be one of the greatest video games of all time and Resident Oh, sorry. Considered to be one of the greatest video games of all time, Resident Evil 2 has been ported to numerous platforms. You talked about how you played it on the N64 uh, before, and or did you talk about that? Or no, am I just did I, I just I played it on the Nintendo GameCube, but it was on the N64. It was on the N64. Yes. Yes. Cool. I'm glad we cleared that up, <laughs> and I didn't brush past it. Um, and it was. I mean, it's been ported a bunch of times, but also received its own full remake in 2019. That was also like incredibly well received. I mean, it was nominated for game of the year last year, <laughs> which I never even thought. I mean, I, I hadn't ever, when that happened, I was like, huh, how do I feel about that? And I was like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> you weren't like, going to rally the troops against it. <laughs> no, I was so close to pressing that button, you know, th- to get all the troops to rally. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pause to which you will call your bannermen. <laughs> yes. My, my, Point five Bannerman out there, <laughs> which is like my girlfriend's cat that lives with us now. <laughs> um, um, now this game also in the game to give a little context about like what's actually uh, going on in the game in itself, the story and what you're doing. Um, in the game, the player controls Leon S. Kennedy and Claire Redfield, who we saw in the video portion, um, who must escape Raccoon City after its citizens are transformed into zombies by a bioweapon two months after the events of the first game. Um, the gameplay centers around exploration, puzzles, and combat, and um, when controlling the two characters, each branch off onto their own path, and there's even a couple paths for each of those two characters, and this leads to unique stories storylines and obstacles um that's all i really had to share about like not only like where the game came from and its context but what's happening in the game did you want to share anything about it that sounds like a good top level overview of what a resident evil 2 is and can be uh no i don't think so sick oh Every time uh, someone who I bring on the podcast gives me this uh, thumbs up to move on, I'm like, sweet, I did it. I summarized it. <laughs> well, perfect. Um, let's go ahead and just move on to the main podcast discussion. Okay. Um, what, Mikey, tell me about, we kind of touched on it a little, pe- some pieces of it earlier, but let's dive into your history of this it, with the game. Specifically, how did this game come into your life? So... The first time I saw this game, there were commercials for it, but I wasn't aware of what it was. And there's a um, a very specific scene that burned into my memory uh, during Leon's campaign when you take this little train ride 
and a giant red monstered claw hand like rips through the ceiling and, oh. and that and you have to like dodge it in this train car and that's stuck in my brain and so this was uh 1998 i had just moved with my family to a new neighborhood maybe a mile from my old house but you know new neighbors and i just in made minnesota friends. in minnesota yes minneapolis uh, a suburb of Minneapolis, okay. uh, Ramsey, Minnesota. Mm, good to yeah. know. <laughs> and uh, I had just made in this neighborhood a new friend uh, whose name was Jake. And his parents were split up. So he was living with his mom. But his dad uh, <laughs> lived in Fridley, Minnesota and would get him every other weekend, right? Okay. And so – me and Jake are like becoming friends. And then he's telling me he's going to have like a birthday party. And if I want to come to his dad's house, because his dad's house is very cool. And this is when he drops the bomb that his dad owns a local video game store. Dude, Jake, bury the lead, my friend. <laughs> right? I didn't like, I, I feel like it, it feels like a Richie Rich situation where, like, you don't Seriously. tell your friends this and make sure that they like you for you, and then yes. you can put it out. <laughs> Which I totally get. Yeah, no, very fair. Uh, so he, we are going uh, for the weekend over to his dad's house, and his dad just lives in the video game store. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Willy Wonka-y as I'm talking about it. <laughs> his dad just lives in like the back room of the video game store. So we're going to have a sleepover. at uh, The store is called VG Network. Oh, ahead of its time. Already already begging for a network. <laughs> it was pretty Not good. Not just VG Hut. VG Network. <laughs> like, that's such a good URL. Like, he didn't have a URL yet. Oh. How precise. He was bringing us over there. And I remember... The drive over there, and his dad asks us because he just picked me up, right? I lived when he was picking up Jake. He just picked me up too, and he mm-hmm. asked me. He was like, "We've got every video game in the world, and they're all used video games, right? So we can play them all." And he's oh. like, "What video game do you want to play?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I just saw this video game with uh, for a commercial for it with this like red monster hand coming through." And his dad's like, "Yeah, that's Resident Evil Two. Uh, you guys can't play that game." <laughs> and uh but not because it's violent and horrifying but because it had just come out and they only had one copy and his dad and his friends were playing it oh <laughs> my, wow what a turn right jake's dad was the coolest dad anyone's ever had like he would bring us over he was like into the same shit we were he like introduced me to um like evil dead i remember him showing us he was like yeah you guys like horror movies that's cool let me know when you got your big boy pants on and are ready for the real stuff and then he showed us <laughs> evil dead which is pretty scary but sort of stupid <laughs> yeah uh but he was super into resident evil 2 or resident evil also he was into resident evil as well as we were so he set us up with playstation ones he had just like a bunch of tvs and set us up with playstation ones and we were all individually playing resident evil one and Uh, i just remember getting that controller and just being like how do i jump what's happening like it, it didn't make sense in my brain and it took us a long time to even wrap our heads around it we never really got very far in resident evil one but eventually um and his dad would end up like, I think I was only actually at the video game store once or twice. 
Sure. And then he ended up getting like a he he had like a an electronics repair business. He bought like this space underneath a mall. So he had this giant cavernous tiled building with like two bedrooms and he had turned one bedroom into just like stacks and stacks of PlayStation 1s that he was repairing. Oh. And we had this giant we had one room that we would go in that was like carpeted and it just had like two uh, buffet tables with like three TVs each. So we had like six TVs and just this giant cavernous tiled floor where we would play like soccer. <laughs> and so we would just go, we would just go play soccer and then go play video games. Just like ebb back and forth between these two rooms. This is paradise. It's so incredible. It was so good. And <sighs> we eventually get our hands on Resident Evil 2, me and Jake. And this is kind of why Claire A is my go-to speedrun thing, because the way we would handle it was we would play through the game over and over, and I would always play Claire A, and Jake, I would just pass the controller to, and he would handle Leon B. And we would just go back Mm. and forth. And we would literally play through both of those scenarios like eight or nine times a night. And just stay up all night, because I was just over there every weekend I could. And... I would, he and I would just stay up all night and play Resident Evil. And his dad was like ordering us pizza and cooking us breakfast and like checking in. Mr. Jake sounds so awesome. Dude, he's the best. (laughs) Incredible. Uh, And, you know, me and Jake are still friends. He comes by my Twitch stream all the time when I'm playing Resident Evil 2. Yeah, he's around. Shout out to Jake. Uh, I saw him maybe a year or two ago. And the, the big plan is to go over there again once this COVID situation settles down. But we had plans to. Uh, for me to go up to where he's at, he's in like California now, where it's going to go up and play Resident Evil 3 with him. Uh, uh, so we'll see when that happens. But yeah, we're still very close. He's a great dude. And yeah, it, it was just like such a formative uh, relationship for me, like realizing. And it's actually, can I can I tell you a thing I realized today while I was Please. thinking about what I was you know, going to talk normally- about? Normally... You know, normally I don't. I say yes. You can come on the show, but it, you can only share stuff that you realized before today. But I'll make an exception. Because, well, like, what if it was an unsteady revelation, right? What if it was something I was like, well, maybe I uh, uh, don't want to be physically fit anymore. You'd be like, no, that's not a good revelation. Like, don't, you need to you know vet what? that first. I'm willing to take the risk. I was thinking about how much it meant to me. I guess sort of to be introduced to Resident Evil by Jake's dad, but like yeah. also to have him like, because he had played the game before, like when we would play it, he would stop by and like um, talk to us about like, he, he would like kind of troll us for lack of a better term. Like <laughs> he would be like, uh, there's one section where Claire like has to summon a trolley. And in just in like a cutscene, she randomly presses like four buttons on like a computer console. And I remember Jake's dad happened to be in the room at the time. As I'm saying this, I don't know if Jake told me about this or if I was actually here for it, but I always knew um, this arbitrary cutscene where Claire presses random buttons. Uh, Jake's dad goes, you better remember that for later. There's a puzzle. <laughs> and so oh. Jake like took out a notebook and like drew this grid and like studied what buttons Claire was pushing. Oh and it my never goodness. came up again. Um, oh, <laughs> it's just a, Mr. Jake. A weird diss. Um, but like the fact that he was interested in the same things we were interested was super validating. And I was thinking about today how huh. um, my grandpa, who was like my 
I was his favorite. He was my favorite. We were like as close as, uh, really as parent and child can be. Like I loved sure. him so much. And he used to, him and my grandma both would get together. My grandma would like, when I was a little, little kid into like Ninja Turtles and Batman, the animated series and stuff. Oh yeah. My grandma would sew me costumes and my grandpa would go out to the garage and like build me Ninja Turtle weapons out of like the wood he had around. Oh uh, my yeah. goodness. Why didn't you it, share this with me before? <laughs> this is like my current cool. fantasy. <laughs> you just want Ninja Turtles words to swing around? Honestly, it's, I got to show you some pictures of me as a kid. I would love it. But now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's so cool. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so my grandpa did a lot of like, I, I even have this like, since from when I was a baby, like an, into Sesame Street, my grandpa and grandma used to go to Texas for the winter and they sent me this long fold out, like my grandpa could draw, which is kind of how I got into drawing Ooh. just because I wanted to, you know, be like him. But he could, he drew me this picture of like a school bus on this very long school bus of like, <laughs> you know, he had to fold it up to put in a letter. So I was like unfolding this long drawing he made of a school bus <laughs> with all the Sesame Street characters in the window. Oh my goodness. And at the very end, the last two windows were like folded over and it said like, open it up to see who's there. And I opened up the windows. They like actually folded open and he had put pictures of grandpa and grandma. in there. Oh, like, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> what a, quirky thing to do it's <laughs> very cool it's so yeah. it's like it's a very adorable thing to do in 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 the first place which is just send your grandson not just like a letter but like a, a drawing in the mail uh -huh. and then at the end it's like <laughs> them visiting with the sesame street characters <laughs> and like what is this universe are we telling that grover exists in the same world as grandma like i can't picture those two interacting grandpa doesn't know what he's the power he had with that drawing <laughs> So he, like, as I was thinking about it today, I was like, I, I, I don't think this is a love language necessarily, but whatever it mm. is, it's like, I do think I have it built into me that like, when somebody like, maybe not even shares the same interest as me, but like has that same interest and like validates these like pop culture interests that have like always been so important to me i think that to me is like the clearest indication that somebody cares about me huh, and so yeah getting that from jake's dad his name was tom uh he's he's his own character uh, in this story i like uh, to call him mr jake <laughs> i appreciate that too that's just weird so dapper i feel like he, like Tom, I know, is like jeans and a t-shirt, wear a cell phone on his belt kind of guy. Mr. Jake, it, like he is full on like spats and like top yep. hat and like totally. a jewel on his cane. Could be a ladies man, but is not. Yeah. <laughs> he it's is like respectful. He's abstaining <laughs> by choice. <laughs> He's just a cell as opposed to an incel. Yes, yes. So like, I, I think that was to me like, sort of like realizing that like this is how people care about each other is they maybe don't put down other people's interests but like mm -hmm. are like aware of them and joking about them and like hearing that somebody um cares about something because i care about it like uh, be it a movie or a tv show or like yeah. any other sort of pop culture that i find myself invested in is to me the clearest way to to do it and also this led to um 
a, another story that happened to me a number of years ago where in the time when Capcom had not yet announced a Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, oh, the Dark Ages, you mean? <laughs> there were hard times. <laughs> and everybody who loved Resident Evil, like we had gotten this incredible Resident Evil 1 remake. We were like, well, do the same for Resident Evil 2, idiots. Yeah. Um, I made like, I think it was just like a Twitter post. Or, no, it was on Facebook where I wrote like, this is a cause that uh, meant a lot to my grandfather, who was a man who loved me a lot. Please, mm-hmm. if you've got the time, uh, take a look at this and and do what you can. And I linked to like a change.org petition asking Capcom to remake Resident <laughs> Evil 2. <laughs> oh. And uh, my cousin Sean, who is like much older than me, uh, you know, maybe 20 or so when I was born, he mm-hmm. like got really mad at me. He was like, Grandpa didn't care about this. He didn't care. He cared about hunting and going to the woods. And I got into this like fight with him. I was like, well, first of all, it was a joke. It was like the funny thing yeah. is that you'd think it would be a serious thing, but it was Sean, a you just revealed thing. to me you're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I did end up saying that I was like, yeah, I make jokes on my Facebook. Dude. He's like, I get comedy. I know Carlin. <laughs> Just like, to me, the biggest indicator that you don't know comedy. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's incredible. Name that anyone can point to. Right. But like, I got into this fight with him where I was just like, no, I'm going to keep it up. And you wrote this long thing about like, this is a lie. Our grandfather didn't care about this. And, and I was just like, but you know what? He probably would have. Like, my grandpa cared so much about the stupid bullshit that I liked when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> that if he knew how much I cared about Resident Evil 2, I'm sure he would be doing whatever he could to get Capcom to remake it. So it was this kind of like, uh, that was like a realization that like, oh, the way my grandpa behaved when I was a kid, like, my, he has since uh, passed on and actually had Alzheimer's for a long time. So it kind of mm. like was in the process of losing him well before I lost him. Yeah. And so my shitty cousin, like, jumping in and being like, hey, this is not the truth, actually made me realize, like, no, it's more the truth than I thought. It's funny what, like, someone, and I don't want to characterize your cousin any more than you have, but, like, when someone (laughs) that, like, you don't, like, maybe agree with or like that much, like, or is kind of just maybe shitty to people, I don't know if he is this way, but, like, if someone who is like that says something that is in exact opposition to what you are already on board with, it only makes me double down and believe it more. Yeah, no, 100%. (laughs) So, I totally see that. Yeah. So also, that's, that's like really nice special, thing. dude. Yeah. That's like, I I totally, not only do I agree with you, but I feel like I've seen the same thing in my own life. Um, something oh, like really? famously on the show, I like, I will make it a point to talk about myself on everybody's <laughs> episode. Um, so you all, and which is, I'm sure people, a thing people criticize podcast shows for, and it's fair, but I had a similar realization uh this year as well um specific i mean i think actually speaking of like your grandpa my grandpa was kind of artistic too and we had a similar Hmm. sounds like we had a very similar relationship and he also i don't think he ever gave a crap about like roger rabbit or (laughs) the ninja turtles or pokemon but he would like do drawings for me too and that and that sort of thing and i remember this isn't about my grandpa but when i was home over thanksgiving break this last thanksgiving break i'm not (laughs) in school anymore i was home for a couple days over thanksgiving lucky to be there and i was my mom made these scrapbooks for me and my sister up through when we were like 12 or so so i was like 
looking at one from when I was maybe like five and my mom made me a Roger Rabbit cake for my birthday and mm-hmm. and it had like a little quote from him on it and it was a really great drawing and my mom I just saw that and my mom told me how like she she's I asked her if she asked what kind of cake I wanted and I told her I wanted a Roger Rabbit cake which my mom's not like my mom's creative and she's artistic but she's not doesn't have the same drawing ability that I do and she was like Connor I would love to make that for you but I can't draw it and I said but mom I can so I drew it for my mom and she made it into a cake and she told me the story and I truly I don't know if I was like tired from being home (laughs) or like had been drinking but I started to just like cry (laughs) in my living room and it was one of those moments like what you're talking about where I was like oh my mom didn't care about this stuff but she took enough interest in me and knew what I cared about to like go above and beyond and like just show her love through that way, which sounds like what your grandpa did yeah. and kind of what Tom, uh, Mr. Jake <laughs> Mr. did Jake. too. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I always think about like, it, it feels like this is kind of like looked down upon to have, you know, part of your identity wrapped up in pop culture stuff. But I mean, you and I are both people who are like that. It's true. Who, who care about video <laughs> games enough to do that? We and, hitched our wagon to that, or trailer to that wagon. <laughs> but like, when somebody else does that, it does feel like, yeah, it's like validating. It's like you are being mm-hmm. seen. It's somebody who is like free of judgment, free of uh, error. Is just like I see you, and I respect you, and I love you, and care about you. And uh, it, yeah, it's something that's like very specific to kids yeah. like us who get so wrapped up in our imagination <sighs> it's true and i think i mean now it's it's a, it feels a little different now i don't know if it's because we're older or culture has just shifted in this way but like liking video games and cartoons and nerdy stuff mm-hmm. is like cool now yes uh and when we were kids i mean i remember like getting made fun of for liking pokemon and stuff growing up and like that was different so especially back then to have someone recognize that meant even more it feels like that's true yeah goodness Mm. um that is so cool uh yeah i feel like we've been on a really fun tangent for a little bit yeah um specific was there anything else you wanted to share about uh like your experience with the game before we talk about like what you like what you love or loved about actually playing the game like the specific parts hmm i i do want to bring up i actually sent you a link to it um i don't know if you Mm. took a look at it there was a resident evil 2 versus guide oh yes that uh i didn't realize until i was looking through it uh uh, this is another today revelation connor i'm figuring myself out this morning and i'll again allow it (laughs) appreciate it uh, Resident Evil 2 Versus Guide had um, these little sections in it called Resident Evil 2 Wacky Funland, where they mm-hmm. would just make little jokes about, like, here's our collection of all the weird graffiti we see around Raccoon City. And as I was reading it, it was like a lot of it was, well, it is an apocalypse, but at least somebody had time to paint this. Like, a lot of this, like, deadpan, like, I understand how horrific things are. Oh but my goodness! It's like, oh, that's kind of where my sense of humor started to come from. That's I hilarious. Mean, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now because, and thank you for sending me that PDF. And it also has like some Easter eggs in here. Yeah, it's a really good guide. I mean, oh, it was, I love it. 
Do you have the guide? <laughs> no, I just have those PDFs. I think Jake only Jake was the one who had it. He also, gotcha. I remember, got another guide before that, and there was um there was one moment in their uh hunk runs at the end if you beat the game you get this this character named hunk who has a very <laughs> short campaign who is very and it's it's like this super hard short little challenge mode can you mm. get from point a to point b and survive and we had this other guy that i think was like an officially licensed capcom deal and they were like well use your magnum on the first zombie you see and we were just like, what? That zombie's easy to dodge. Like, we were already at a point where we knew that that strategy guide was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so uh... we, uh, Jake went out and bought this other strategy guide. And this was the one that was just beautiful. Just such a great guide. It's, fu- it's funny. It's a great walkthrough. I love it. Oh, I love it. I love, do you have any guide, like, do you collect players' guides? Do you have any at your place? No. I, I don't th- like. I think Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three. I know they did one in the same vein that I also found the PDF for. Those are the only oh. two I would ever really love. Oh, so you and so you you don't have any guides, but those are the ones you would get if you had them. Yeah, Cause, copy cause that. They had they had that extra little bit of comedy in them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't yeah. want this dry like instruction manual to run through the game. I want to engage with a personality. I don't know. Yes. That's it's my fun. Twitch it's philosophy also, too, right? Like, I don't want really, just somebody who is boring and like really good at the game. I want somebody who's making wisecracks. Totally, we need those wisecracks. We were just talking about this. Yeah, I appreciate a wisecrack. Totally, it's also like I'm sure a little refreshing because that game is so like dark and scary and horrifying <laughs> that it's like kind of it, like you said, refreshing to have that voice in the guide. Although I will say now. Uh, just playing it with you a minute ago, it was kind of refreshing to get some of that horror back. Like when sure. you were like, oh, this liquor can jump and that's terrifying. <laughs> I was like, I remember being afraid of liquors. It's not to say I'm not yeah. afraid of them. Like I still die to them, but it's like, like I've given them names. <laughs> like totally. You I am you've sort like, of buds with them now. It's true. You're too familiar almost. It really am. Oh, well, that's awesome. Uh, Sweet. Well, what do you... So let's just... Let's talk really quick about, like, what you actually love about playing the game and, like, why you... Because I know you continue to go back to this all the time. You've said before (sighs) you speedrun this game. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about any of that stuff. Well... It's it's a game that feels familiar in my hands. So, like, Mm. that's really... And it's something that, like, whenever I download a new... Like... When Resident Evil came, when the Resident Evil One remake came out on Switch, maybe a year ago, the button layout was wrong, and I haven't touched it there since. Oh, is that what you were asking me about remapping on that yes, controller? I have hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Even like on Xbox One to play Resident Evil Zero, I have to go in because the Xbox lets you go in at like a console level and remap buttons. Oh, that's awesome. So I go in and change the B button to X or whatever to make it function. So like Resident Evil 2, for the most part, every time I've picked it up, it kind of just feels right. It feels like a fun game to play. I know that like (laughs) me and like, I guess probably just the other speedrunners are the only ones who feel this way. But like in the same way that Mario 64 feels good to just run around in. Yep. To me, Resident Evil 2 feels good to just speedrun. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm realizing that uh, now I'm even having realizations in the moment, Connor. Uh, well, allow it. I'm glad you, I was waiting for a verdict. <laughs> I, that's insane because that is objectively not a game that controls well or is a game that is like known for having good controls that people enjoy yes i mean i don't know if this is the case for the second one as much as the first but that's a like fit known famously for being a game with these tank controls that is Mm -hmm. so hard to control in these scary environment yeah i i've always made the argument that that like kind of adds to the experience Mm -hmm. that like because you're not 100 percent nimble in it it's tenser and more likely to frighten you i yeah. would suspect that is something that like was true of the time and is no longer true today especially when i play like the resident evil 2 remake and you are very nimble and can move around in a way that legitimately feels great yeah hmm. but it's still very tense and you can still get grabbed by zombies plenty yeah Hmm. Maybe it's, and of course I haven't played either of them. Maybe it's just like kind of adapted well to the time. Like it's made you more nimble, but it's also made the zombies and the difficulty like that's taken a tick up. A hundred percent. Like you know how when Kanye made that first like 808s record, and then he started like incorporating that into his future records as opposed to doing one record that was just that. I feel like Resident Evil figured out. Like, they had to do the shitty tank controls, and they got the tension that you could get bit at any time, but they figured out a way to slice that up. And I don't think they really got it right. Mm -hmm. They got it right in four. And then they, Mm. I don't think they got it right again until two remake. Ugh. Well, I, I, the, that, for, that's amazing. Also, thank you for uh, you guided us right into my favorite segment on the show, which I always joke, as you know, that we do segments on the show that never actually are going to happen again. But we have had a Kanye segment on the show before, and this is the Ooh. second one now. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm down to talk. Like, listen, if this was Call Me by Your uh, CD, Yay. there's some Kanye records I could do. Oh. Beautiful. Well, we can. Well, you know, who knows? I, I've Consider also pitched it. A, I've, this is the first time I'm going to say this on on the air, mm-hmm. as if we're on like live live air. But the another show I want to do at some point, maybe soon, because we have all the time in the world with COVID nineteen, <laughs> and I don't have a job, is uh, "Call Me by Your Frame," which would be a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, listen, that would be a great podcast. I would be happy to listen to that. It is very funny that they all have to rhyme. <laughs> Yes, that's my stipulation. Could you do a sports one and call it also call me by your game? You totally could. I love that. Ugh. But in the but in the title, it, it like the A or something has to be like a basketball. Ugh. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Was there, we, we kind of got off on a tangent. Was there anything else about playing the game that you wanted to uh share now or is that it for you and you want to move on to some fun stuff i think that might be it okay all right sweet well hey well thank you for sharing all that stuff let's move on to some fun the fun end of the show segments before we actually wrap up connor you know Um, i love fun hey i that's the first thing i I ever knew about you and it's still true Um, so first we're going to move on to the bonus segments of the show. Uh, first, of course, we're going to move on to the fact me by your game segment, <laughs> which is where I just say facts or East and share basically Easter egg secrets, good old fashioned diginos with our guests about this game. Um, which is Great. funny. Like I said earlier, it feels like, it feels like 
it's so, so weird to talk to you about this game. It's already it's always mm. weird because it's usually the guest I have on knows more about the game than I do anyway. This is like I couldn't know less and you couldn't know more. <laughs> so it we're feels two, very we're strange. two sides of a pendulum, baby. Truly. It feels like uh like Adam trying to tell God what's up. Uh, <laughs> which there's there's my first biblical reference of the episode. <laughs> hey, dude, I got, I got all these extra ribs if you wanted to just like make another me. Just an idea, dude. <laughs> well, perfect. So the first one, so I'm also interested to see, I'm guessing you know all these. These actually all happen to be Easter eggs. Uh-huh. Um, and so the first one is, uh, and I got this from the Resident Evil fandom wiki. Uh, there is a reference to Street Fighter in this game. Did you know this? I don't know that I knew this. Tell me about this <gasps> Ooh, reference. Fun. Okay, cool. So um, in this game, there is a... Uh, there. I spelled it wrong. That's so funny. I spelled it wrong in my show notes. But there is a, a store that you run by in the A scenario player version on Flower Street. I think it says Claire. And at this, at the very start of the game, the storefront is titled uh, Arukas, which, if you reverse all the letters, it actually reads Sakura, which is a reference to Sakura Kasugano, a character from Capcom Street Fighter series. Wow! No, I did not know that. Ooh, fun! Cool. I'm I'm already satisfied. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so that's that's one uh reference uh or one Easter egg. The second one I wanted to share, I got this from the YouTube channel Ink Ribbon, which had a really great Ooh. like top ten Easter eggs in Resident Evil Two videos. I recommend people checking out. But um, in the RPD office, which are through like these blue double doors, uh, there's a zombie on the floor that is like tries to bite your feet. And I guess most people allegedly like run past this zombie. Mm -hmm. But if you take your time to kill it along with the other two zombies in the room, you actually the camera will do give you this alternate angle which will f- you'll see a some wrappers some uh, like an unused a box from a company called Burger Kong which is Burger King. <laughs> what? Yes, in fact, I did a little PDF search like cuz you told me to look for the wacky Funland thing on the guide. I, yes, I did Dude, just see it, that. It's there's like a it shows this reference in there. I just saw Burger Kong in um in that in that PDF. Yeah, yeah, I, I just know you had to kill specific zombies to find it. Yeah, it's like, so I guess there's one that's like, yeah, like I said earlier, tries to bite your feet and you have to kill that one and then it'll give you an alternate camera angle when you run to a certain side of the room. Madness. Yeah. Um, and I have one more Easter egg from you in the Fact Me By Your Game segment. Also, Honestly, from- I, I hope I know this one because I feel like <laughs> I'm being exposed as a fraud right now. <laughs> You know, this will, I can edit this whole section out if you want. Um, This, uh, so in the star's office, uh, there is a bulletin board behind Rebecca's desk that features like a few things pinned to it. (laughs) One of those things, which is super blurry, but they found, once they found, you know, a decent quality version of the game are able to zoom in on it. It's a picture. And if you look closely, it's actually a cast photo of Doc, Clara, and Marty McFly from Back to the Future Part 3. Really? Yes, it's just like them standing next to each other, but like all the colors match their specific outfits. Like she's got purple on, they've got like cowboy hats. It's crazy, but I thought that was really cool. That is cool. Um, Cool, so that was the end of the Fact Me By Your Games segment. Yeah. No shame, no shame. No, 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 um, that, was, that was actually perfect because that was like the kind of things I never would have noticed 
while I'm running as fast as I can yes, through the game. which is how you play the game. <laughs> 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 well, perfect. Uh, I'm, we'll move on to the final bonus segment of the show. This is the game recommendations segment. Um, okay. I like to give the game recommendations to the to my guests uh, as if they're going to move on from this game to the next one. This one's mm-hmm. had a very impactful uh, an impact. It's had a very high impact on them, kind of like in the movie "Call Me by Your Game," where Elio <laughs> ends his relationship with Army Hammer's character. Like in all relationships, when you break up with someone or move on, you date someone new. That someone can be wildly different. That someone could be totally the same. That someone could also be like out of left field. So here are my recs for you. <laughs> okay. The first one, which is something similar in the spooky nature, but has more of a light spirit probably won't come as a huge surprise this is luigi's mansion 3 for the nintendo switch that is a game i just heard i can't remember what podcast i was listening to somebody was talking about oh was it you was it your podcast Maybe. the idea of like a game that you hover over that you're always about to buy and you don't really get christmas presents anymore right but if somebody were to get you a game as a present it would have to be one of those kind of games luigi's mansion 3 is the ultimate game like that for me i'm always on the verge of buying it oh it is so two things one it's so great i encourage you to buy it but if you don't buy it and we get out of this covid thing and we can see (laughs) each other again uh you can borrow my copy too because it's incredible also uh, for added good measure, this is a game where you can actually control two protagonists, just like Resident Evil 2. Oh. You control Luigi and... Luigi <laughs> And Gooigi. <laughs> um, but I, I they, truly they love this game. They don't mention this, but Leon is a slime clone of Claire Redfield. Wow. This, yeah. They're more alike than I thought. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I did truly love this game. It's one of my favorites from last year. Um, now, moving on to the next recommendation, uh, I wanted to give you this is uh, Resident Evil 2, famously, is a sequel to Resident Evil 1, and it's uh, often considered like, you know, like a, a decent upgrade on it, which is crazy because the first one was amazing. So, I wanted to give you a sequel that outranks its predecessor, oh. and that would be a game I've actually not played Half Life 2, and you can find that on Steam. Oh. So just a just a rec, little wreck there. Yeah, uh, I stuck. I've, with I've the owned that game back when I had the orange box, mm. and I just never got around to it because I got stuck oh my in goodness. that portal. Dang! Oh, of course. Um, so that's it for that one. But then the final, my normally it's an out of left field suggestion. I don't really have one. This is my not at all out of left field suggestion for you. <laughs> this is your and right field it, suggestion. Yeah, this is my right field suggestion, uh, and that is Zombies Ate My Neighbors for the Ooh. SNES. I've and I'll just stick that. them with the zombie theme. Right. <laughs> Famously, I think, taken by July in our SNES uh, Space Solace episode. I'm pretty oh, sure he sure. got that one. Um, and were you upset cool. about that? No, not at all. I actually have no connection to the game. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the end for the uh uh, for the game recommendation segment and that Love actually it. brings us like right up to the end of the show so um before we do plugs and everything uh thank you so much again buddy for doing this and coming on and spending you know a couple hours out of your sunday night in march uh talking to me this has been so much fun oh my god i've loved it i love talking about this game i love talking to you these are two things i love doing at the same time 
Hey, well, happy to make a dream come true for you, my buddy. Um, well, cool. Well, so uh, before we go, I'm going to go ahead and do plugs at the end. But if you have anything you want to plug, plug away. Um, I, I guess it's just my name, Michael McCaller. Uh, Woo! I'm on twitch.tv slash Michael McCaller. I'm streaming Resident Evil games. In just uh, in less than a week now, I'll be streaming Resident Evil 3 Remake. I can't Ooh, believe it. Baby. It's so soon. It's really happening. This truly recording this episode just in time to release this week (laughs) (laughs) yeah it has to be this week's episode i I truly googled like uh when that game comes out and when i saw it i was like oh shit i gotta get mikey on this weekend yeah no so thank you again good call uh (laughs) yeah i'm so excited to play that i'll be streaming that i'll be streaming my first playthrough of that so that'll be like an interesting like me a being scared of what's going on in that game and be like comparing it against resident evil 3 which is i will i like also I will pledge right now. I will for sure be there when you start your playthrough. Yeah. I'm going to watch your stream. That's exciting. So yeah, Thursday, April 3rd, 8 or 9 p.m. Whenever it unlocks on Xbox Live. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, plug. thank you so much, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks um, for having me. Absolutely. Uh, this show, of course, is produced and edited by the great Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime, on Instagram at Scaremy Schmidt. I would encourage you to listen to his show, Video Games, a comedy show still going on, doing remote recordings. Check him out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And then you can find me on uh, social media at Connor underscore McCabe. And I am also hoping to start doing some uh, streaming, some video content now that I have literally nothing else to do. Uh, so uh, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll let you know my my twitch uh name which who knows if i'll ever do anything on it this week is cons is cool 69 and it's cons with a z because cons wasn't taken so when that happened i was like i'm just gonna make an annoying name um so yeah follow me there uh check out the video portion to this show check us out at callmebyyourgame.com and that'll do it for the end of this episode we'll see you on the remake of this episode